0: Okay, here we go. The Planet, Planet Mikey He's about to
1: get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Planet, the Planet Show. show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that. And stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts.
2: <laughs> 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 welcome to the Planet Mikey Show.
0: Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello there. My name is Gunther Harskenplausch. <laughs> My pronouns are fuck and off. Seriously. Here's Mike. Oh, thank you. Oh, sweet. Did we get a new booth announcer again?
1: Yeah. What are we paying this guy? It's Gustav. He's a good guy. His name is Gunter. You call him Gustav. I he thought it was Gustav. Quit, just like the other guys Must did. Must be his middle name. They all quit.
0: Yeah. All of our booth announcers quit. You know, I did a couple of booth announcing stints in television, you guys. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Ben Kitchen. Oh, wait. Ben Kitchen. Yep, yeah, Ben. And Bill Smith. Thank you. Ben was late. He had a flat tire. Yeah. He... He had a flat tire for lunch, which is the, what made him <laughs> late. Um, I was a booth announcer at Channel 40 in Springfield. They needed it. It was an emergency. And I worked at the, at the radio station they owned. And they said, we, can you do booth announcing? I said, hey, I'll do any kind of announcing you want. So they gave me this list of things you read at the top of the hour and, and whatever. And I, you know, this is WGGB Television, Channel 40, Springfield. And I did it just like that. Yeah. And it sounded great, but they never asked me back. <laughs> Something about leaving my snot rags in the booth. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Same complaint, John Dennis. Had. I was just going to say, was John Dennis next? <laughs> By the way, Dino's so the back problem. in town. We're going to get him in here in October. Nice. Good. Yeah. yeah. He said he, he wanted to come in before Halloween. Always has something to say that, Dino. He does. Yeah. He's a good guest on a podcast because he's very, very, uh, not only verbose, but uh, uh, glib. <laughs> and he's glib. And pithy. Pithy and glib. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a great... Imagine if you had an act and you were on a comedy team. It's time now for Pithy and glib. Here they are. I'm Tom Pithy. It's like Martini (laughs) and Rossi. It's like Smothers and Smothers. What am I talking about? I don't know, Mike. Uh, We're uh, episode number 239-ish, somewhere in there. If you're keeping track at home. Uh, 239, 239. I think you are correct, sir. Brought to you by Pro Automotive, the very best mechanics I've ever met in my 60-plus years of life. And... uh, 60 plus years of driving almost. (laughs) I've been driving a long time. I figured it out one time. I've gone uh, around the world like 30 times in my driving. That's a long way. But I didn't do the equatorial route because it's wet. Now, proautomotivema.com is their website. Oxford Avenue, Dudley, South Main Street, Webster, and Englewood Street and Webster. Three locations Mechanics Extraordinaire, all run by a gentleman, Jason Russo. Uh, and he's a tr- terrific guy, and he deserves your business because they're professionals, you know and they else? save you money, right,
2: Ben? Save me a lot
0: Here's the cool money. thing:
1: cool thing about Jason is that there are some guys who will do this because it's a good job, but then there are the guys who—that's who they are. That's what they do. Yeah, and he's been doing do. this
0: forever, and he's so good at yeah. it. I, you know, I've, I've had mechanic—I've worked with a bunch of mechanics too at various auto dealers, <laughs> and these guys are the best at pro automotive. They really are. Also the best is Giacomo's in Melrose, authentic Italian cuisine, 454 Main Street in Melrose. And uh, also the best is my grandma's coffee cake. It's the best in the world. It's the undisputed truth. Everybody knows it. And that's why you go to mygrandma.com and you order your cake and you get a $5 discount when you use the promo code. Mikey 5. (laughs) Mikey 5. Yeah. Which is also my blood alcohol kind of cake. Actually, I, I don't drink anymore. Have you noticed that? You don't
1: drink any less.
0: I don't. (laughs) I used to drink all the time. I just, for some reason, maybe I'm getting old. You know, I go home, I watch TV, I go to bed, I get up early in the morning, uh, full of vim and vigor. Uh, What else was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah. Are you a coffee guy? today? Coffee? Yeah. No. No, no. I don't need coffee. Are you kidding me? I'm a veritable ball of energy. (laughs) All I need is a little blue dream. (laughs) Uh, A happy birthday wish to... Uh, a guy who was my, one of my original heroes of my life from a baseball perspective, Carl Yastrzemski is 84 years old today. Carl. 84. When asked about that, Carl said, uh, well, I've been very fortunate in my career uh, to be uh, relatively injury-free. Cost 67, won a triple crown, and uh, I was able to uh, go thank Mr. Yawkey by uh, shaking his hand and kissing uh, his wife, Mrs. Yawkey, right on the lips. Yes, 84. 84. Another birthday today. Legendary sports fan. Sports guy. Bill Parcells is yeah. 82 today. Uh, born in Englewood, New Jersey. 1941 on this date. The big fat tuna. What a giant he is. Let me just tell you a quick Bill Parcells story. Let's hear it. I'm covering the, uh, the Giants for Channel 3 in Hartford. They send me down to the playoff game between the 49ers and the Giants at Giants Stadium. And the Giants won that, I mean the... Uh, Is this 1990? Yeah. Uh, no, Kay. it was before that. It was, 80, it was 86. 86 okay, was so. on their way to the first Super Bowl. So they beat <laughs> they beat the Niners and Joe Montana 49-3 to 3 at Giants Stadium. And we're all, you know, back then the coaches would come walking through and you just stick a microphone in their face. So there's a bunch of us from Hartford and other markets. And here comes Bill Parcells. So for some reason... The guy uh, got the first question from Channel 30, and I won't even mention his name because I don't want to embarrass the guy. And he, he got the first question, and his question to Bill Parcells was this. So, timely win, coach?
1: <laughs>
0: Bill looks at him and goes, it's the playoffs. Every win is timely. <laughs> and everybody's like looking at the guy, you, you really asked that fucking stupid question? Oh, uh, it was great And that's the way Parcells always was You know, he's kind of uh, getting right there But anyway, Yaz is 84, born in 1939 Born in Long Island, Southampton, Long Island Yeah, yeah, I know all about If you if you pull up Yaz's stats You know, I'm amazing Because I remember every single year Of Carl Yastrzemski's uh, stats Alright, now I'm going to turn this way So you know I'm not reading the Google, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to turn this way Am I cheating? No Did you get his stats year by year? I got them all right. 63 okay. 61 266. Hold on. 62 296. Yep. 63 321. Yep. 64 270 uh, 289. Yep. 65 278. I mean, I'm sorry. 65 30 He uh, th- finished second in in the uh in the uh, batting attack. 65 were we doing 65? 65. Okay. Because 66, he hit 278. Yes. In 65, he hit 312. Yes. And he was second in the batting race that year to, I think, Tony Oliva. I believe you're right. 67 was his triple crown year. 326, 121 RBIs, 44 home runs. Should I go on? 68, 301, 69, 255. Mm -hmm. What happened? But I think he had a lot of home runs. 40. And in 1971, the batting title, at 320, 320, he was second in the batting title second. to Alex Johnson. He finished one-third of a point. Okay, so I know my yes numbers. We don't want to bore the audience with all this, but I was very fortunate. I had a good career. Um, I want to do uh, the, the rest of the week's birthdays, if you don't mind, because I, the baseball birthday thing is fun, because you can bring up these old names, people you haven't thought of in the longest well, time.
2: Well, just before we move on from today. No. Uh, Paul Molitor, 67. Paul. Another Hall of Famer, ah. with three thousand hits.
0: By the way, Yaz's distinction was first man to get three thousand hits and four hundred home runs in the American League. First guy to ever do that. Oh, plus the Gold Gloves. Uh, not not the easiest person to to get to know or have a conversation with or enjoy his company. You know, he's but uh, <laughs> uh, birthday uh, on eight twenty three, which is uh, tomorrow. Mike Boddicker. Now the Red Sox got him uh in what was the year that he was with the Red Sox that he was uh, actually pretty good uh it was
2: it 88 90 somewhere in there uh somewhere near Mike uh, so in 89 he was 15 and 11 in 90 he was 17 and eight with a three three six that year. was right. that was you. when he came over from the trade with Baltimore he was seven and three with a two six three year right yeah so Mike Boddicker, I, I used to have this computer
0: game where I play. I played an entire season, every game in the major leagues because it was all on computer. It was really fast. A what game, game was it? A game took like fifteen minutes. I don't know. It was software is some kind of. Uh, anyway, so if for one in one of these games, Mike Boddicker pitched a no hitter in this computer game. So I was going. I knew I was going to be going to the Red Sox locker room. So I printed out a box score from it. You know. Oh look, it was and it was a nineteen eighty four stat. Uh, Compilation. So I gave it to him. I walked up to him in the locker room. I go, look at this. I played this computer game, 1984. You pitched a no-hitter. And he took it. And he's like, wow. Oh. He walked away with it. He's looking at it for like five minutes.
1: That's what I did. And he
0: comes yeah. back with the paper. He gives it to me. He goes, he goes I pitched a one-hitter one time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was,
0: I don't know. It's like really a weird conversation. This is a totally fake computer game. But he was all enthralled by the fact that he threw uh, no hit or hit or hit. Anyway, so happy birthday to him tomorrow, and then the next day on the twenty. Whoa, f-
2: before you go on from the twenty third, we've got another one that ben, might interest you. You're interrupting me, another Mike Yastrzemski,
1: M- Mike. Oh, geez, his, grandson? his grandson?
2: His grandson? Because his son was named Mike too. Nope, this one's his grandson. Okay. Born in born the one San Francisco uh, 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 San
0: Francisco Giant right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: what year was he born? Nineteen ninety. <laughs> He's just a kid. Um. The next day after that, Hall of Famer Cal Ripken, 63 wow. years wow. old. By the way, Mike Boddicker 66. Cal Ripken is going to be 63. And then the next day on the 25th, this is a week packed with Hall of Famers. Raleigh Fingers. How old, Ben? Guess. Don't look.
2: Um, guess. 78.
0: 77. No Good no guess. No and then a guy who uh, on the 27th, which is Sunday of August, uh, because we don't we do these once a week. So yeah. I'm doing all the whole week here. Uh, Buddy Bell is going to be 72. Now, Buddy Bell played with a bunch of teams, the Rangers, Cleveland, but he always killed the Red Sox. And I i, I felt that in my heart of hearts. I'm thinking, I remember that guy just killing the Red Sox, a lot, Joe Carter, you know. So I said, well, I looked up Buddy Bell's average against the Red Sox for his life. 3 mm-hmm. 321 <laughs> with 20-something home runs and, and if you put the season together, if he just played the Red Sox, you know, it would be like 120 RBIs and, you know, 100 runs score. He was murder against the Red Sox and because he crushed the ball off that wall in the monster Fenway Park. And I looked back. That was the highest batting average he had against any team in the major leagues. How old was he back then? i <clears> see <throat> his 20s and 30s. You know, he was in his, in his prime. Yeah. But he's another one of those three-generation Bells. There was Gus Bell, his father, Buddy Bell, and his kid, David Bell, I think. Mm-hmm was a player so that's a very rare occurrence three generations of ball players in one family we talked about uh uh the uh, Boone family uh last time Ray Boone and Bob Boone Bob Boone and all those guys Aaron Boone and all the way back to Daniel Boone, Boone which is true they're de- they're they're descended from Daniel Boone and uh Pat Boone then there's the Alou brothers there were three Alou- There were actually four Alou brothers there was Matty Alou Jesus Alu and Felipe Alu, and they had a brother who didn't play. He's kind of an idiot. Uh, Skiptum Alu. <laughs> he was a oh, kind of- And then they had a younger brother, Bob. He didn't know any Bob Alu. So now, so back to Buddy Bell. Uh, descending from famous people, I found out. You know, I've I've told you guys I'm descended from a Mayflower passenger, Stephen Hopkins, many times. Well, guess guess what? Hmm. My sister, who's a a chronolo- chronologist of uh, our lineage. She found that we are also descended from another Mayflower passenger, that whose kids got married, then we then married into the Hopkins line, hmm. for, named Brewster William Brewster. You're one of the Brewsters. I'm a Brewster, a Hopkins, two Mayflower passengers, and I, I I'm like they should give me like all of Plymouth. Brewster, Mass, was named after. Uh, yes. Yeah. They, they shouldn't they bestow Plymouth upon my family for for surviving all these years. Ooh,
2: so which uh, kid of Brewster? So is William Brewster and Mary Brewster? Do you want to know the names of their two children? Or well, they they had, had two sons? Yeah. yeah. Well, Mikey, you know what? If, if
0: you can, if I get my email up there, I can call True it up my love sister Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope,
2: that's one of them. True love Brewster. Daphne. And guess what the other son's name was? Mikey Wallaby <laughs> Wrestling Brewster. <laughs> that's it. Wrestling. A, no, my
0: sister sent me an email with the whole thing down. So now, so now I find out I'm. Double Mayflower dipped over here, and I think that I, I deserve some kind of uh, recognition. Uh, like a plaque? Yes. Yeah. A plaque would be good. A bronze plaque. And not just the kind on your teeth. With a oh, you
1: look like William Brustow. Pilgrim. Thank would you, you be wearing a
0: pilgrim hat? Uh, I want a couple more birthdays from baseball. How about this for next Monday? Because we won't be back here till Tuesday. Okay. Right. Three people who crushed the Red Sox one way or the other. Uh, born on August 28th. Lou Pinella. how old? 74. 80. I was going to really? say 81, yeah. 81. Ron Guidry, the fireball and left-hander on the 78th Yankees, who won the Cy Young Award with a 25-3 record. 81. Choke. 73. Born in 1950. Uh, and Mike Torres, who absolutely was the biggest flop choke artist Son of a bitch pitched that pitch to Bucky Dent in 1978 in the playoffs. It, it was Mike him. Torres, I always wow. thought was a Steinbrenner spy. Prick.
2: No, I don't know him personally, but. So, uh, he, he might be a good guy, but he's 77. So, I recently found out to, to follow up your previous story about who you're related to from the Mayflower list? Yes. Uh, one of my cousins did uh, that ancestry stuff and went deep into it and found out we are related to a famous banking family.
1: Whoa, the Rothschilds.
2: You're yeah, damn right we are. Really, billion really? oh, good the for Rothschild. you.
1: Well, how did you guess that? Just a wild guess. I was going to say, someone named Citi? Don't the, C-I-T-I? Uh, don't the Rothschilds have more money than anyone ever? Ever,
2: yeah. Well, why, why, why are you wearing that shirt then? Because they don't know I am a member of the Rothschild family. <laughs> Time to tell them. Just found, I don't know who to tell. Tell them anyway. Tell everybody. You just did. And just did. I, just did. I, I told go say all hi 13 up, people.
1: Uncle Chester Rothschild. It's me, Ben. <laughs> so now <laughs> I don't can know get like a 20 <laughs>
0: million? Yeah, no, walk in and say, I'm a Rothschild. Give me a uh, five pounds of
2: 20s, thinly sliced.
0: <laughs> and give
2: them to me now. Um, Bill, are you related to anyone famous? No. No, no
0: one, well, they, at, first no one all, at all. I've never actually
1: looked. So many Smiths in the world. You could be related to any of them. It's a big family. A friend of mine, Ed, he is he, uh, spending some time on uh, the vineyard. There's a clam bake company out there called Bill Smith's Clambake. Mm. And every time he sees a sign, he takes a picture of it. Hey, I didn't know you were down here. It's, it's running <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, what about Will Smith? It's it's a no relation. big family. Right? Well, you're well, not related to him, are you? I could be. He's a blacksmith. It's true. That's right. Okay. And 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 he's just a slapper. It's a he's big a slapper. Family. He slaps people. He rocks their world. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. sorry. That was bad. <coughs> Excuse me. I got pissed off a little bit. I'm going to sing about it later. Uh, I saw on the Internet this woman, and she's probably, you know, 300-something pounds. And she's the one that's organized a group uh, uh, against the airlines to provide better seats for giant people. <laughs> I mean, I'm holding back on the description of this lady, because, you know, Oh, I mean, I'll mean, i be honest. She's fat. Fat as hell. And she's talking about, oh, you know, we need to have, you know, comfortable seating on the plane. We're, uh, we're human beings. We're not luggage. You know, we can't do... Well, the theory is, and I agree with it, is to charge people by the pound on an airplane, because it's fair. It's, <laughs> it's fair. For example, you're a, a mom, you got a little baby. The baby weighs 20 pounds. And you're a mom, you weigh 120. That's 140. If you charge it by the pound, let's say it's uh, a dollar a pound. It, let's say dollar a pound. So it's 140 bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> 140 bucks is fair. If you're a tall, skinny dude, you're, two, you know, you're 200 pounds. 200 bucks. Okay. Now along comes Matilda here, waltzing down the aisle, and she's, she's 3, 3, 340, let's say big, fat, obese woman, (laughs) and she wants to pay the same price I'm paying to sit in the seat and take up half of the seat next to her, the middle seat, because she's so big. Okay, now, why is that fair that the person in the middle seat either gets squeezed out completely? Here's my theory. You charge her 380. Maybe she's inspired to lose a 100 pounds, especially when she's going to travel. And she could save money. And she could use to lose 100 pounds. She'll be a customer longer for that airline if she stays alive. Correct? So how about this? If these two fat girls want to go, one one's 300, one's 350. They want to go together on a trip to the the fat island somewhere. Yeah. You say, okay, you can go. It's $740 for the both of you. And we're going to give you three seats and you get to squeeze, you know, nobody out of the middle. You don't you don't have to stifle Ooh. someone who's in between you. Okay? It's fair. It's by the pound. It's by the pound. It's the same way when you ship freight across America. It's it is. It's,
2: they're not luggage, but know, they're freight. <laughs> I don't want to sound <laughs> <laughs> I want to sound insensitive. She says
0: she's not
1: luggage, but she weighs more than the luggage. If you you know, know how we move cows? Well, Sorry. if you've got these two sitting on this side of the plane. Yeah. Wouldn't you have to get just to balance the weight of the plane? You'd have to at least get another couple for the other side of the plane. No, two more fat chicks. Sure. And, and here's the thing: it's it's science.
0: I, again, it's not. This is this is reality. It's not not me hating on people. I'm, I'm fat myself, and and I've known some. So many fat people in my life. It's not hating on them, it's being real about the problem that exists on an airplane when someone that large sits next to you. And it applies to NFL players as well. It's not just women with huge asses or fat bottom girls. By the way,
1: speaking of. Your butt is wide, well, mine is two. Just watch your mouth, or I'll sit on you. The word is out. Better treat me right Cause
2: I'm the king Of cellulite Ham right. on Ham
1: yeah, on. on whole wheat <laughs> Alright
0: All right, So, But the point I'm making here is And there's, two, there's actually another point to this too You drive around in Worcester <laughs> And you see You see these big fat people And you oh. say to yourself, I wonder if they're on welfare Or you know it's Food stamps And you say to yourself Well, of course they are. And why are they buying only ring dings and... and or in soda. Mm. And Pepsi, they're fat. So Diet Pepsi. It, maybe you should say to them, you know, here's a health tip for you. Yeah. We're cutting your food stamps in half until you only weigh 280 instead of 380. Right? Right? I mean, it's a health thing. Well, then you'd be charged with discrimination. Yeah, but no, it's, this is caring about the person's being alive is what this is. You can say, oh, you're being caustic and, and nasty about this. No, I'm being w- real about this. Uh, Obesity is a huge problem. And when you're driving around a city like Worcester, which is a hellhole, as you know, and you see all these people, you say, where are these people coming from? Where do they get the food to feed that diet? Hmm. Where do they get the money to feed a family of people that are like that obese? And it's a sickness. It really is. It's an mm-hmm. addiction. Why do you think there's so many potholes in Worcester? That's part of it. <laughs> You know, I say this. This is important, too. If the mayor of Worcester is listening, you want to fix that city real quick? All those potholes, and there are thousands of them. Mm. Fill them with pot. <laughs> All right? Then they'd be... They'd chicken in every pot, yeah. pot in every pothole. People would love Worcester, and they wouldn't drive. They'd walk, and they'd just go along and pick up the, pick up the weed as they go. Oh, there's a little There's already a lot of uh, dispensaries in Worcester, too. It's a, it's a crazy place, yeah, Worcester. It is. It's like a playground. As you can tell, I work for the,
1: uh,
0: you know, the, uh, the Bureau of Visitation. In Worcester, I'm one of their biggest advocates, and I hope they straighten it out. Anyway, uh, so now can we just move on here for a second? What because is it, Mike? i got some happy news for you. Ooh, Real- happy news. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is. has. Let me just give you a, a, a brief synopsis of what he has done to this country.
1: White, 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 white.
0: <laughs> First of all, right now he's selling the materials that are piled up at the border from the Trump administration's uh planned 450-mile fence, you know, or a wall. So all the material for the wall is being stored somewhere and it's he's selling it. It's laying in the desert because the first thing he did when he took office was he said stop building the wall. That mm-hmm. was an executive order he put out very first day he became president.
1: Nice, that's a real good move. So the
0: material sat there for 2 years getting rusty whatever. Now he's selling it to these scrap metal companies out of Canada for cheap. Uh, Pennies on the dollar. So he's wasting taxpayer money that was that was put aside by Congress and by the president to do a specific function of blockading the southern border. Okay, and and he stopped that, and now he's selling the stuff before because they have a rule in in that has to be spent on what it was uh, designed for, or else you know. You'll have hell to pay. Uh, but he, he's selling it now before so that, so he can preclude the, the possibility that the, a, a new uh, Republican Congress can finish the wall. The one that was supposed to have been built six years ago. All right, ready? So now, what is that doing? Well... Two hundred and four thousand alien encounters uh, in the month of May mm-hmm. at the border. Yeah, but the, you know, Twenty-eight thousand inadmissible aliens on, Mike, at
1: the border. Majorca says the border's secure.
0: Twenty thousand illegal aliens uh, with criminal convictions. So when Trump said, "Oh, they're rapists and they're thieves," and they're a emptying, lot of them are. Yeah, they're emptying out their prisons. That's what they, they are. Mean, yeah, twenty thousand, almost twenty-one thousand aliens with criminal convictions. 134 of them are MS-13 gang members, which is always something you want to add to your population, is more MS-13 gang members. And here's a number for you. This makes me, this troubles me. The number of illegal border crossings at the northern and southern borders and all ports of entry since January 2021 totals more than 8 million people, greater than the individual population of 38 different U.S. states. Put another way, the number of foreign nationals from all over the world believed to be primarily illegally entering the U.S. is comparable to the populations of eight Delawares, four New Mexicos, two Oklahomas, or more than 13 Wyomings.
2: So it's like, what,
0: 140 people? (laughs) (laughs) I just said it's 8 million people. That's ridiculous. It's an unbelievable number. (laughs) And and, and what has Biden done? All this is good for who?
1: It's not even Democrats. good for the legal aliens <laughs> yeah, either. That's, that's about it. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and the thing is that you when you have an open border and you say that on day one of your of your administration, you see what happens. There's a parade and it never stops. They've had record amounts of. Uh, they just broke a new record of people on the terrorist watch list this past month that got through. It's
2: a new record. You know they're they're breaking records all over the place. Uh, well, they should not have it be just a watch list. It should be an arrest list. Mm. Well, just watch them walk well, through. How about turn them away? You, you might. You know, we're going to have to have the military at the
0: border at this in the southern border. We're going to have to, mm. because otherwise the invasion will never stop. And again, this is not blaming the people who want to live here. I understand that. You know, I want to stay at the Ritz Carlton every single night too, but <laughs> yeah. I I can't because I, a I can't afford it, and they can't afford me. And then hang out o- outside all day. Checking out your phone because you have
2: uh, nothing else to do, President, nowhere to go.
0: Yeah. President Trump said to have spent $15 billion. Now, that's nothing compared to Ukraine money, uh, and it's nothing compared to the fraud that happened during the COVID. You know, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. But he wanted $15 billion to put 450 miles of barriers up. 250 miles got constructed. But on the day he was sworn in, President Biden stopped the taxpayer-funded project, denouncing the border wall construction as a, quote, waste of money that diverts attention from genuine
1: threats to our homeland security. So the guy that wanted to protect America gets demonized, and the guy that wants to destroy America, he's just wonderful. He's, it's all about buying votes, you know, with this guy. You
0: know, and the thing about Biden now, did you hear today? He put $116 more billion dollars into the uh, relief of the college kids' funds. Oh, that. He's yeah. doing, instead of the $400 billion he wanted...
2: He's doing it a hundred billion at a time, and he's done it two times already. This this is so, a- this re- this is exactly why uh, when Trump was running and he was talking about the wall, I thought it was a dumb idea then, hmm. simply because you know I'm not debating the merits of a wall or anything, but they spend all this money to put it up. The next group that comes in, likely the Democrats, are going to spend a ton of money just tearing it down. It's but just going to be a cycle of just wasting money. But the thing is that I'd, I'd take the army down, you know, put a, put a base down there or something. I'd take that over a wall any day.
0: But the people coming across the border when Trump was president was at a record
2: low, and now it's at a
0: record high. It's mm. like, it's so obvious what's going on here. And here's this, the, the, the tertiary uh, uh, results of that. When you get 8 million people in your country, and they're all kind of pretty much going to the big cities... You, you create a housing crisis in each of those cities, not just the people stre- sleeping on the streets Look, in, New what's York happening in New York, yeah. staying at the hotels and, and littering up the streets. with no, They don't have jobs or anything. Mm. But you also, if there's a housing crisis in any individual city, that affects everybody because supply and demand would indicate that if there's a shortage, people are going to charge more for what they have. And guess what? That uh, comes out of the pocket of the of the consumer. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to pay more now. Why? Well, because there's a shortage of housing and we can get more for
1: it. Maura Healy's going to send a bunch of them to Woburn. Yeah, she has a list of towns that she's going to send uh, illegals to.
0: And, and, you know, look, these people need a place to live, but they shouldn't be here. In the first place. They shouldn't be here. Yeah. And especially uh, with, in large groups. The country lets in over a million people a year legally. And when, when 8 million come across in two years that are cutting the line on the people that are doing it the right way, that's totally unfair. A slap in the face to the people that, that follow the rules, and it's a slap in the face to the taxpayers because we're going to end up paying for all their, uh, their housing and for all their you know, their needs they're going to have a bunch of them going to end up on welfare and it, that's another inflationary thing biden biden's a fucking moron can i say <laughs> it he's an idiot he kind of kind of proves that every day in some way doesn't he <sighs> so now his big thing is oh the you, have you noticed that the news came out today auto price the average auto price for a new car in this country now 48000 dollars that's the average okay so and when i worked in the car business the average for a high priced vehicle was 28 to 33. Hmm. Now it's 48. For average car, the average Now what does that do? Oh, that means the prices of used cars are going to be up too. Because people are going to try, they can't afford the the new car, or the electric, or the modifications to their house to charge the electric. They can't do that. So they're going to be looking for used cars. What's that going to do? The prices are going to go up because they're going to be in demand. So it's a totally inflationary uh, gesticulation by the Biden uh, group, and it and it's, it's moronic. It's going to kill the car industry, too, because already the dealerships have electric vehicles on their lot that no one can afford. Do you just ever get the there. feeling
1: that all this destruction is deliberate? All
0: of it. I just don't understand. No. You know, Biden's never, <laughs> you, if you look back at his record Ignorance. as a senator, he's never been right on anything. Yet he got elected. How's that possible? What has he done since he got elected that was the right move? Okay? He didn't get elected. Ben, you must know one thing he did right. He, he poor, poor Ben He said Now
2: he's under, under the gun Man you're really Putting me on the spot there <laughs> What else you got there well, Mike?
0: I mean, am, am I unloading On this whole thing? <laughs> oh, I, Jesus There's a lot of things To be angry about When it comes to the, Who's running this country And I don't mean to be You know But I am, Is anything that I'm saying Not logical? No Alright I have answers For all these things You know I, If you ask me an issue uh, I have the answers for it Now you may not like The answers mm. But they're, they're damn correct answers. How would you fix Lahaina? Lahaina? Lahaina, yeah. I'll go to proctologist. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that should... Okay. Maui. Maui, Maui would do it. Yeah, that would fix it right away. Um, <clears throat> so what, what caused it?
1: I th- do we I, know that yet? No, you know what? I swear to God, I think it was a directed energy weapon. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I all the Bill. Well, he wanted to end fu- uh, no, fossil fuels. You know, this is like today's conspiracy is tomorrow's truth. I've seen so many videos of guys with lasers and, and these energy beams as well. They go down a spectrum of, uh, of these pieces of paper, different colors. Blue, for some reason, doesn't burn. When you look at the destruction of the melted the melted uh, aluminum wheels, blue cars weren't touched, blue umbrellas weren't touched. Blue roofs of homes weren't touched. So this beam came down. When you'll see the aerial views, the trees are fine but all the individual houses were targeted. Watch, the truth will come out, and then you'll say, Bill, goddammit, how st- did you know? Star Wars zappers, huh? I have a feeling this is, they're already in, uh, in use, yes, and it's a big land grab. Why target Hawaii? Because it's the most beautiful place on earth, and the, we've got all these billionaires there who want to turn Lahaina into a smart city, and they want it all for themselves. Well, it's been targeted in Hawaii since the Japanese from Pearl Harbor. They're 1941. not letting, Even the people that own homes can't go back to their own homes now. They're all being uh, evicted. Everybody's getting kicked out. Well, they can come stay with me. A thousand children, they say if there's a thousand children missing. I know. It's, I don't think it's that, awful. I think that number's high, but it's awful. But nothing's and being somewhere
0: done. Somewhere out there in the ocean is. Uh, the minnow still afloat, <laughs> only the blue one. Skipper, two. Uh, all right, so two more issues, real quickly, that I would deal with as president. Ready? What? And if, I'm going simpl- to oversimplify them for you. Okay. The uh, the whole uh, shoplifting epidemic. It's bankrupting a lot of stores. You know, smash and grabs. I have the solution to it, and it's smash and grab. Someone steals the shit. He's right outside. You smash him in the knees with a baseball <laughs> bat, and then you grab the shit back, and you go back in the store. And you let the guy just—you don't even call an ambulance for the guy with the broken knees. Let him hobble well, away. I, you you yeah. steal from me, I break your knees. It, it works every time. And if they know it's coming, then they're not going to steal from you. And you got two big burly guys with bats, and when someone comes running out here with four thousand dollars worth of sneakers or you know uh, Nordstrom merchandise, you smash them in the knees. You say, "I know they're, I know they're not uh, having a little party. They're running out after they steal." You got them on tape. Whack, boom. See you later. Then take their picture, smash and grab. The solution hmm? to smash and grab. By the way, AOC says. Now, some of these people, are the poor things, they're just stealing so they have enough so they can buy bread. What, what are you talking about?
1: I Steal the fucking bread. I didn't know Nordstrom sold bread. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Full of shit, AOC. She's full of shit,
0: yeah. too. All right. All right. Now, the other issue is abortion because that's going to be a big election issue. Okay. My thoughts on this well, are.
1: Here he goes. Oh, no. Here he, here he mean, goes, Ben.
0: Uh, I'm okay with er, 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 earlier term abortions. Yes. When they get to be late term abortions. I'm dead set against it, 100%. Because there's a little baby in there. I'm Sucking their thumb. Okay. Women, and what you hear is, well, women have the right to make decisions about their own bodies, Mm -hmm. which I agree with. Yep. However, the decisions you could make as a woman to prevent such a situation is birth control, the pill, right? Rubbers, diaphragms, morning after pills. How about just say no to semen? close your legs, don't let that clown come over and dump a load, and, and then all of a sudden, if, the, if you don't want a baby, uh, you know, and you're an ab- abortion, pro-abortion person, then do all those things first. Do all those things first, if that's what, what you're really trying to, to, to prevent. It's like the smash and grab, you know, it's the same thing. Common sense, right?
1: You've got my vote, Mike.
0: Tragically, sadly, regrettably, I'm not running for president. <laughs> regrettably. I'm is regrettably for I'm saying thankfully. For you. <laughs> right. thankfully. All right, I, I get that stuff off my chest, and then I'm good for a week. No, that I'm was I am totally good. happy that for good, a week, yeah. and yeah. I don't. I'm not even a political person.
1: <laughs> remember the directed. <laughs> you love politics. No, I,
0: well, know I, I, I love hating certain things that I hear about from the world of just politics. Just remember I, the directed energy weapon. That's that's your theory. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, in honor of uh, the, the the plane passengers that weigh 380 pounds. And in honor of the fact that Queen has taken this song off their greatest hits album due to what? Take they've Queen has taken this song off their greatest hits album due to political pressures from people. I'm thinking they're probably fat people.
1: Now, wouldn't you think that we, would Freddie Mercury also agree
0: to this move? No, nah, he would say that's ridiculous. Yeah. And he had a skinny ass. Yes. <laughs> not that I saw it. But here's Joe and Jerry. <laughs> and they're not political at all. Can we have the chorus with them too? Yeah. They have a chorus now. Mm -hmm. Backup singers. Here they are. Oh,
2: you're gonna take me home tonight. Oh,
1: down beside that red firelight. Oh, you're gonna let it all hang out. Fat bottom, girls, you make the rockin' world go round. You ready, true Joe, I'm true.
0: I was just a skinny lad. Never knew no good from bad. But I knew love before I left my nursery. Huh. Left along with big fat Fanny. She was such a naughty nanny. Hey big woman, you made a bad boy out of me. Hey, 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 hey! Hey Joe, I've been singing with my band Across the wire, across the land, I've seen every blue-eyed foozy on the way, Joe.
1: At Shaw's.
0: But their beauty and their style went kind of smooth after a while. Take me to them lovely ladies every time, Casting. Come on. Singers
2: are good. You
0: you make make the the rockin' world world go round. round. Fat Fat bottom bottom girls, girls, you make the rockin' world world go round. And other things too, Joe. Like my scrotum. Scrotum? Hey, listen here. Now your mortgages and homes and the stiffness in your bones, ain't no beauty queens in this locality. I tell you, when I still get my pleasure, still got my greatest treasure, he big woman, Joe, gonna make a big man out of me right down here. gonna let it all hang out, Fat Bottom Girls. You make the fucking world go round. Fat Bottom Girls, you make the rocking world go round. Can you believe it?